Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of a nation. That's nice. I like that with the fife and drum. That's, that's good. That's an addition, right? So, yeah. Fife and drum kind of. Oh, yeah. gotcha. I, yeah. I threw a couple different things here. Let's, okay. let's see what you think uh-huh. about this one. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. Well, I like the way the eagle kind of eased in at the end there. That was that nice. Was that eagle was nice screeching? mixing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Hmm. Guess what so, kind of eagle? Mm, Harry? No, he mm. was bald. Damn. <laughs> a balding eagle. Mm. What, what else do we have? Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. No, oh. Just kind of bringing it all oh, together Oh, the kitchen there. sink version. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, and then I have this one from the, from the cutting room floor. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, boy, I kind of like the over-the-toppedness of the, the combo. Oh. Can I hear Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. It's all, no, it's too much. <laughs> what do you think? I still think it's conscience of a nation, but. Um, it, it would be conscience of a nation if it were a historical reference. Here, I can switch that around. Hold on. Do this. If, when our history is written, it will be. Oh, of, that'll, that'll be something to read. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of a nation. You'll have a find a lock of my back hair in the history of our <laughs> history of our show. <laughs> well, that's exciting. <laughs> Southern okay. California woman suing the state because no one believes she saw Bigfoot. Stay with us. <laughs> okay, so this happened yesterday, and it's just frustrating. This happens both directions, by the way. I'm not trying to claim this is a one-sided thing but it's a one-sided thing i saw <laughs> i saw clips of ted cruz multiple times throughout the day yesterday and he said something about uh democrats always try to politicize these things after a tragedy and the real underlying desire is to you know pass gun laws and i saw that clip all over and over again and, the, and then the point being made that republicans refuse to talk about guns ted cruz uh tweeted this out today that's funny. I spoke to CNN for 15 minutes yesterday about proactive solutions to prevent gun violence, like passing the grassley Cruz bill, bill, which Dems filibustered. That would add $300 million for school safety, yet CNN has aired none of it. Why not, why not air the entire interview? Yeah. Yeah, that's typical. You know, it's funny. I was listening to uh, something from Jordan Peterson the other day, and, and he mentioned he hasn't watched TV news in 20 years because it's so wildly misleading, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's a deliberate attempt to to weave the most exciting narrative, even though it's wildly misleading, that's just it's crappy. It is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I expect nothing less these days. But uh, Washington Post, to their credit, yesterday uh, the headline: No, there haven't been eighteen school shootings in twenty eighteen. That number is flat wrong. I heard that all day long yesterday, including from Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the. The figure originated with Every Town for Gun Safety, a nonprofit group co-founded by Michael Bloomberg that works to prevent gun violence and is most famous for its running tally school shootings. Uh, a tweet. Uh, they put out that news uh, Wednesday in the afternoon. A tweet by Cern- Senator Bernie Sanders, including the claim, has been liked more than 45,000 times by Thursday wow. evening. One from political analyst Jeff Greenfield uh, of the same notion has cracked 126,000 likes. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio tweeted it too, as did performers Chair and Alexander William. I don't know his act. I don't want to know his act. And actors Misha Collins and Albert Brooks. 
News organizations including MSNBC, ABC News, NBC News, CBS News, Time, MSN, the BBC, the New York Daily News, and the Huff Post also use the number in their coverage. Well, it's an extraordinary number. I mentioned it on the air. If you hear that and you think it's coming from a credible source, it's striking. By Wednesday night, the top suggested search after typing 18 into Google was 18 school shootings in 2018, according to the left-leaning Washington Post, and I quote, it is a horrifying statistic, and it is wrong. Every town is long inflated its total by including incidents of gunfire that are not really school shootings. Take, for example, uh, what's counted as years first, Jan 3, 31-year-old man parked outside of Michigan Elementary School, called police to say he was armed and suicidal. Several hours later, he killed himself. I remember this that story. School, however, had been closed for seven months. If there were no teachers, there were no students. He had been having an affair looking at child porn or something. But right. anyway, he, uh, yeah, he killed himself in the parking lot. Outside um, a closed school. Also listed on the organization's site, incident from January 20, when 1 a.m., a man was shot at a sorority event event on the campus of Wake Forest University. Uh, basketball game being played at Michigan High School. Someone's fired several rounds, et cetera, et cetera. No one was injured, blah, blah, blah. Um, all these incidents not fitting really anybody's definition of school shooting, but serving purely to inflate the number. Right, and the, the problem with this, and I wish people would listen to us, because it's true. You don't do yourself any favors when you make stuff up. You, nope. you, you hurt your argument. You've got a good argument. There are way too many school shootings. Amen. We all agree with that. And then when you when you make up a number and wildly inflate it, you hurt your argument. Yeah, there goes your credibility. I don't want to hear anything every town, no gun violence or whatever their name is, has to say. Because I know no, I can trust them. Nobody will believe you anymore. So your organization designed to try to stop school shootings has just lost all credibility and, and any chance of actually doing any good. So well, I, I wish more people would catch on to that. Well, you see that all the time among activists, though. They can't yeah. trust their case. So they go to the... Uh, if you got the exaggeration a, card. If you've got a good case like there are too many school shootings, you can go with just the real numbers. You'll be fine. Uh, everybody's in agreement. One is too many? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. It's not. It's funny, strange. Anyway, so a lot of crappy, crappy coverage. So this uh, woman uh, claimed she saw Bigfoot. Sasquatch Jack, as I prefer to call it. She lives in the Lake Arrowhead area. And claims she was walking with her kids when she saw a massive man-like creature covered in hair. I can think of a number of people that fit that description. <laughs> they work here. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. Well, yeah. She says the 800 pound. You know, I realize that's twice and a half hour, Michael, but I, I needed it. I needed the, the universe would have been out to kilt her had you not played that clip. She says the 800 pound Sasquatch. Hey, let's not body shame. All right. <laughs> the 800-pound Sasquatch stared at her while about 30 feet up in some trees, some very sturdy trees. He looked right at me. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. I, I, uh, I've, I've been among a couple of 500-pounders Yeah, we have, in a we, single day. We used to weigh heavy people to give away tickets. That well, was the thing we did on this show. That's the short version of what we did. <laughs> it made much more sense at the time. We would get two scales. We're not sure this is accurate, but we'd get two scales and have them stand, because most scales only go to 300 pounds. Yeah. We'd have them put a foot on each scale. Yeah. And I add them together. Add the numbers? Yeah. Does, yeah. That make, well, I, that, does that make no, any we're sense? Told, <laughs> yes, we're told that is, because, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it should. Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't so know. It was it was decades ago. But Forgive we, us. But we know what a 500 pounder looks like. So an 800 pound creature up a tree, pretty big. 
strikes me as highly unlikely for evolutionary reasons. I mean, that's like a rhinoceros being up a tree. It's anyway. Who am I to doubt her credibility? She she saw the thing. It stared at her while thirty feet up in some trees, and there were two more nearby. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife says the woman saw a bear. Now she filed she's filed a lawsuit against the department for refusing to acknowledge the existence of the species of Bigfoot, and uh, and insists that they designate it a newly discovered species. Hmm. So it was a trio of Sasquatches there in the beautiful Lake Arrowhead area. Fantastic. I said, listen, he's walking on two feet. That ain't no bird. (laughs) A uh, wildlife biologist there. Was that David Attenborough? (laughs) I believe it was. Hey, if we have any more of those clips, Michael, bring them out. All right. Don't we need that in these troubled times? (laughs) That ain't no bird. (laughs) So we have been the leaders uh, in all things tech for a very long time in the United States. China is dead set on passing us, and they may have already on AI, artificial intelligence, which is the future of practically everything. Well, yeah, and let's be fair. South Korea whoops our arse at uh, at, uh, internet. Internet speed, yeah, whatever. Where'd the internet come from? Us. Touche. There you go. Um, but so, yeah. He's actually wrapped himself in a flag, folks. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's Friday and you're in love. I'm happy to hear that. It's a good way to be. Do you know about AI, artificial intelligence? I've heard of it. I wish I could get some to supplement my own. Arguably, says the New York Times, the most important tech research area to come along in decades, artificial intelligence. As there are some belief they might actually get to uh, the, what there's a name for it. What's that name? We've talked about it on the air. The before. convergence. The convergence. Singularity. The singular. Singularity. There you go. The breakthrough. The tipping point. When uh, orgasm. Process. Gasm. <laughs> processing speed and everything else comes together, and uh, computers are actually smarter than people. Because currently and entirely self-sufficient. Right. Yeah. Currently not even close. Because the human brain is freaking amazing. Well, um, some human brains are amazing. <laughs> Even the dumb ones are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, of, you know, what you can do um, and figure out that that's what computers can't do is like be 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 hit with <clears throat> out of nowhere a set of circumstances that you weren't thinking about at all. And then you, you deal with it. Mm hmm. Um, but they think computers will get there at some point, and it's, as the New York Times said, the most important tech research area to come along in many decades. Well, this is kind of interesting. Then they kill us all. In July, China unveiled a plan to become the world leader in artificial intelligence and create an industry they think will be worth $150 billion to its economy by 2030. Um, 
And we've been at the forefront of all this stuff for decades. See landing on the moon, see the smartphone, see the internet, see all kinds of stuff. It outlined the Chinese government's aggressive plan to treat artificial intelligence like the country's own version of the Apollo 11 lunar mission. An all-in effort that could stoke national pride and spark agenda-setting technology breakthroughs. They've got the national will. They're throwing enough money at it. They're making it. This is the big thing that's going to put us ahead of America and separate us from the rest of the world. And they get to jail you if you don't cooperate. The way we looked at the moon mission. And we're not treating it that way. Or are we? Well, we're not as a government. Mm. uh, But, you know, we've done all these other things that I just mentioned a little bit ago. Private companies came up with all that. For a a lot faster and for a lot less money. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that (laughs) we put cars in space because it's funny (laughs) in this country. (laughs) I'm hoping that our uh, T-shirt clad geniuses working on their own can stay ahead of government-directed, centrally organized, at-the-point-of-a-gun researchers in China. I have a lot of faith in our way of doing things. I do, too. I think there are certainly times when we can come together. I I like government funding for various science projects. I think it makes perfect sense, even from a libertarian point of view. Um, Our government worked uh, really hard, put a lot of effort, time, and uh, the best people on it to try to get uh, people to be able to fly, and the Wright brothers did it first. I mean, Mm -hmm. so there's a a perfect example of that sort of thing. Right. We had an all-in mission as a government to figure out how to fly, and and a couple of brothers did it. Which is one of the reasons my model is, um, you know, public funding of private effort. I don't want a bureaucracy to invent the airplane. I want to fund brothers' right. You know, I'm thinking of cancer research in particular and other health research. Uh, but, you know, there you go. So China going to be the leaders in AI and then probably do something horrendous to yeah, try to, you some, know, to take over all of Asia or something. Regardless, somebody's going to do it. Our artificial intelligence is going to surpass human intelligence. And then the world is going to come to an end in some very strange, spectacular way. Uh Look forward to that in the near future. Yeah, you know, what I have going for me is, you know, I'm so contrary and I'll be so amused by it that even as the uh, the I'm picturing something like a giant metal spider is scampering across the floor to uh, cut me in half with its circular saw appendage (laughs) or something like that. I'll be I'll be so interested in it. It won't bother me as much that I'm about to be sawed in half. I'll think, wow, this is a crazy development. (laughs) And it'll be over. So I'll kind of enjoy it on one level. Okay. So I I don't fear the uh, the singularity and, and, uh, you know, the the secondary singularity, which is when they come and saw us in half. The giant spiders. Right. Right. Or or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'd be fire-breathing dragons and cook us. I don't know. So uh, we could... We could share all sorts of interesting, insightful, moving thoughts that y'all have shared with us on the topic of school shootings. Do you want to zoom through a few? Sure. Everybody's going to be anonymous. We regulate alcohol. We have public service announcements regarding the health risks of smoking. Regardless of how we feel about guns, public health conversations discussing the effects, how to react to gun violence need to be the new normal. We are not going to be able to change the law, but we can change the perception of guns and discuss the negatives of gun violence. I think that's an excellent thought. 30,000 people a year are killed by guns. We've had 
I've heard wildly different numbers, but they're all in the low hundreds of people killed in schools since Sandy Hook, which would we define that six, seven years? Uh, I think it was six, six so, years ago. So that amount of time, we've had 180,000 gun deaths, mm-hmm. somewhere between two and 400, depending on how you count them, have been at schools. It's mm. a very tiny number. Yeah, it's it's still horrifying, of course. Of course it is, yeah. Uh, but hey, Back to this organization that was floating that wildly uh, exaggerated 18 school shootings for this year number, completely discredited. Um, just eight of their 18 were intentional shootings, uh, period. Um, and several of them were, were no one was around. They're on school grounds, but mm-hmm. entirely coincidental in the middle of summer or whatever, so... Yeah, that's I mean, really just, irresponsible. Just as a parent, it's easy to hear these stories, and you immediately start thinking about your school and your kids. But, of course. I mean, still, by far, if you want something, does it help to be more scared of something else? I don't know. But uh, still, by far, my wife driving the kids to school on a county road at 60 miles an hour is more dangerous. But It's not even close. Here's a thought uh, from somebody whose uh, school community dealt with suicide, and the experts came in and said, listen, we offer the help that's needed. We do not glorify this. We do not turn this into a festival. Um, because teens are, where is, it was a really good description of teens, including myself at the time. Uh, high school students are highly emotional, dramatic, and impulsive. And experts will tell you, do not make a huge deal over suicides or you will get the rash of suicides that's been observed over and over again. Here's some really good uh, writing. Uh, from a friend of Armstrong, you get he has to gun control. I'm a combat veteran law and former law enforcement officer and a firm believer in the Second Amendment. But even I believe something must be done to keep dangerous weapons out of the hands of morons. How about we agree that all citizens are allowed to defend themselves in their homes with firearms and allow anyone who's not been declared a public danger to buy revolvers, uh, pump-action shotguns, bolt-action rifles with a minimum of hassle and with common-sense restrictions on maybe issues like quantity and calibers, military-style assault weapons, etc., etc. He's in favor of some sort of licensing uh, structure. It is it is so difficult that the Second Amendment says what it says because you can't demand a license for the First Amendment. You can't demand a license to, to freely assemble, no, it's, to you speak, got, to, it's, to practice religion. It's not an opt-in. It's opt-in versus opt-out. Right. We're all opted in by the Constitution. You have to come with a, with a reason to keep me out, Yeah, not the other way around. You, you don't start with us opt-out, and I have to come up with a reason to opt me in, which is the way they do concealed carry in a lot of counties, and they've been challenged, and a lot of them have lost. Because they treat it that way. A lot of really good thoughts on reasonable-sounding regulations, but really difficult to implement. Then you have this. I'm personally a big fan of violent video games. Play them often. I'm also mentally stable and don't see innocent people as people I would want to kill. That being said, I can picture somebody troubled, angry, etc. And um, if if you see civilians as the enemy and your idea of glory is notoriety, I can imagine what these games are doing to them, and it isn't good. So either ban all games or come up with a way to keep them out of the hands of disturbed people? How would that work? Right. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Remembering the campus heroes in Florida, we got a top Trump uh, aide telling all of the Mueller investigators, and it turns out you may be a dog. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Kenny. We've got to be more like a dog. What the hell are you talking about, Marshall? That's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I 
didn't even know this was an event. I just saw it up on the TV. I got to show this to my kids. I didn't know they did snowboard racing where they all come out of the gates. Oh, like, yeah. Snowboard like, cross. Like horses. That's my favorite event. So this one, we missed out on the medals with a photo finish. Oh. That looks super cool. Oh, it's it's nuts. Are you allowed to push over the other people? No, oh. no. But you almost don't need to because if you get position, they'll crash India. Um. So did they crash on purpose there at the end, like diving for the finish line? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure that works, but... Yeah, apparently it didn't. So they both crashed, and it was real close oh! as to who crossed first. Yeah, that's a crazy exciting uh, event. It wasn't an American, so make him stay in South Korea. I don't want any losers coming back. Wow. <laughs> this is Trump's America. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump could be making his way to Parkland, Florida this weekend. That's where the 17 people were killed during a shooting spree at a high school on Wednesday. Trump tweeting this morning, I will be leaving for Florida today to meet with some of the bravest people on Earth, but people whose lives have been totally shattered. I'm also working with Congress on many fronts. The names of the victims released yesterday, and they included a football coach, Aaron Feiss, who was also a security guard at that school. He was always putting others first. So the fact that I heard that he used his body to protect others, that sounds like something he would 100% do without hesitation. Other teachers hailed as heroes, the athletic director Chris Hickson and geography teacher Scott Beagle, who stood at a classroom door to keep the shooter out. Apparently the shooter just fired through the door. The other 13 people killed were all students from 14 to 18 years old. God, that's horrible. Yeah. President Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon, was questioned for 20 hours over two days this week as part that's of this. That's a lot of hours. Yes. I can't imagine being questioned for 20 hours on anything. <sighs> By the end of it, yeah, yeah, I killed Kennedy. I I don't Whatever. Yeah, did you uh, testify? That? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Remind you, you're under oath. Your face is under oath. That'd be me. I've just lost interest in this. Uh, it was all part of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's Russia probe. The Associated Press were reporting, uh, citing an unnamed source, that uh, Bannon answered every question he was asked. Now, by contrast, Bannon refused to answer some questions that were asked of him during an appearance under subpoena before the House Intelligence Committee. He would only answer 25 questions that had been pre-approved by the White House when he was asked about any events after Trump's election. So he didn't answer questions to the House Intelligence Committee, which is so partisan and effed up and full of leaks, yeah. they should disband it. Right. Um, but did answer the questions to Mueller. Yes. Well, then that's fine. Yeah. We, uh, Schiff and Nunez don't need to get the answers because <laughs> neither one of them are looking out for America. Yeah, the both of you. Shut up. But uh, if Mueller got the answers, yeah. well, then... Then, you know, he'll finish his investigation, and I can't wait to hear it. I cannot. There's just no telling what that's going to end up being. Nope. And some people think we're getting close to the end. I, I suppose they're guessing. Have a new study out. Two servings of yogurt a week reduces the risk of heart attack in people with high blood pressure. What? Yes! I, I, am, I am on the yogurt train. Talk to me. I, I like yogurt. Excellent. Boston University researchers found when women with high blood pressure ate two servings of yogurt a week, it lowered the risk of them suffering a cardiovascular event by up to 30%. Men in the same situation also had a lower heart attack risk. It went down about 20%. That's enough. I'll take it. Yep. Scientists think it's a combination of yogurt's fermentation and the calcium content 
as offering up the benefit to at-risk people's hearts. Jack is independently wealthy now. I don't know if you know this, uh, thanks to his brand of urban yogurts, Yo-Yo Yogurt. (laughs) What kind of yogurt do you eat? Uh, It depends. Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Yeah, because I appreciate it being the cradle of democracy. You hate America! (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yogurt's also uh, really good with probiotics, helping your gut biome, like your your, your digestive stuff. Hell yeah. There's not a lot of stuff that has it, and yogurt does. How's your biome? You should see my stool samples. I'll bring you one. (laughs) Oh, God. Would you? (laughs) Oh, boy. What a treat. All right, my friends, today marks the start of the Chinese New Year. The gung-ho, fat boy. The three-day-long holiday ushers in the year of... The dog. You need to be more like a dog. The year of the dog. And this is the year 4,000-something? or 2817. Okay. Sure. You're close. Whatever. The dog, one of the 12 legendary animals in the Chinese uh, lunar uh, calendar. And Still grinding up uh, rhino horns for your boners, please. Get a fork! And in... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is cultural belligerence. No kidding. In Asian astrology, a person's birth year and the zodiac animal it represents determines a whole bunch of your personality traits. Those born. No, it doesn't. Those born during the year of the dog are said to be loyal, honest, selfless, cautious, and prudent. Sure. But. And they love tennis balls. But. <laughs> But they also lack communication skills. Some famous dogs include... They also lick themselves because they can. (laughs) No kidding. Sean, like Al Stewart, born in the year of the cat. Back to you, Marshall. (laughs) Some famous dogs include President Donald Trump. I'll be damned. Bill Clinton. Winston Churchill, Mother Teresa, Didn't Elvis. Didn't you say they're poor communicators about 20 seconds ago? Yes. What the, yes. On, well, the, the, only a dog would believe this stuff. <laughs> Mother Teresa, Elvis Presley, Madonna, and Michael Jackson. That was a bad list of humans. That's a very entertaining <laughs> list of meaningless information. <laughs> wow. Boy, I'll tell wow. you. Whatever happened to our uh, Armstrong now, Armstrong and Getty? Come on. <laughs> What are you doing in there, Michael? What are you on vacation? Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. All right. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's you, you read that stuff on the placemat at the Chinese restaurant because you're killing time right. while they bring you your food. Nobody takes it seriously. I was so upset that I wasn't born in the year of the dragon. I wanted to be a dragon so bad when I would go to those restaurants as a kid. I, am I a monkey? You would know that. Are we monkeys? I don't remember. Okay. Maybe a snake or something. Ah, snake. It's snake. Snake, yeah. yeah. I think I was born in the year of the rat. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. There you go. Conscious of the nation. It's got to be the. (laughs) Uh, Sounds like it's a history. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Yes. The conscience of the nation. There you go. The nation. Sounds good when he says it. You ain't That's not Marv Albert, as many textures have guessed. It does sound a little like Marv Albert. No. No. The fact that Marv Albert worked for the Yes Network has got to be some serendipitous thing. The fact that your network is your catchphrase, that's fantastic. Yes! So I, Joe Getty, have just discovered I'm not listed as a notable alumni of my college. And I'm looking at the list of notable alumni, and I think I'm every bit as notable as some of them. I would like to put that before the judges panel. And does it take a donation to become notable? Yeah, well, wait a minute. A story that not... Not surprisingly, is uh, getting very little attention. Different president, different era. Be the only story we're talking about today. Haven't seen it anywhere today. Oh, Hit you yeah. with a little of that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we got two stories here for you, um, uh, both uh, Donald Trump sex-related. It's more about the era we live in or, or this particular president or whatever. Back in the day, uh, we've had a lot of presidents that had mistresses or cheated on their wives. A lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, we now know. And uh, uh, it either was known and not reported on or hinted at, but nobody looked in it because it was nobody's business was the thinking up until like 1990, mid-90s. You actually, you can actually trace it back to uh, Gary Hart running for president in 88. That was the first time anybody'd really gone big and attempted to make it a, this is going to keep them for a running story. Yep. It was uh, Newsweek magazine went with Gary Hart is uh, cheating on his wife. And it uh, caused him to probably not be president of the United States. Certainly not end up being the Democratic nominee, I think. Brilliant guy, yeah. by the way. I, mean, he I don't a, agree with him on everything, but brilliant guy. Had a serious shot of being the nominee or president of the yeah. United States. Yeah. But sidelined because he was having an affair, which up until that point in American history, we decided doesn't matter. So that was the dawn, and I think we're at the sunset. Apparently. Of a damn. Because story broke today that Donald Trump... Uh, and it broke because she's telling the story. Some playmate in 2006 was having sex with Donald Trump willingly and uh, while he was married. And I haven't seen it anywhere. The story is still in the New York Post with no update. I haven't seen it. I've been flipping around cable channels. we got three TVs on in here. Haven't seen it even mentioned. So it's either because of this president's not surprising or... Or I don't know what. I just but think it's ho-hum at this point. If this, had happened, if this story breaks when Bill Clinton's president... It's the only thing we're talking about. Right. This story breaks while George Bush or Barack Obama's president. It's the only thing we're talking about. And it's not. It's nowhere to be found. I think the, the only way it could have any power at this point in our history, because I just think we're over that period of being really worried about that sort of thing, is if somebody passed themselves off as a real paragon of virtue... If Mike Pence, then it would be about hypocrisy. If Mike Pence is president, right, and this woman comes forward, I suppose. Of course, the media would. I don't know. Part of it is, yeah, Trump had sex with a playmate that he met at a party. I'll bet he did. Yeah. Okay. And he cheats on his wife. So you, you damn. Uh, y'all be damned. Really? Now it is possible that she's not aware of that. She thought that ended with their marriage, and she leaves him, and then that's a oh, pretty Melania. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's a pretty big story. Sure. Um, you know. President getting divorced while in office because he cheated Can't on his wife. Can't run his own house. How can he run the White House? I don't know if it'd have any meaning politically, but it would be a heck of a story for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a mess. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I am currently uh, of the thinking that it's nobody's business what presidents are doing with their sex life because you don't know if the wife is okay with it. Then what is it as a story? Right. You don't like their kind of marriage? Do we get to do that? I, you I, know, I don't know. I don't. But I don't particularly care either. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. But then there is this. On the last person we were talking about, Donald Trump having sex with not his wife, Stormy Daniels now claims she has a dress to prove that they had sex. Is that correct, Sean? Uh, yeah, she. the story I saw, she was submitting it to 
people uh, who do forensics. <laughs> Submitting it to who for well, what? Submit it to somebody who gives a damn. Well, <laughs> that's forensics what I would to, suggest. To prove her her story. Or Nobody the claim. doubts it. Yeah, if you handed me the dress, uh, here's the dress. The forensic. I I believe you. I think Trump. I think if you take a look at this dress, you'll see. I I believe no, you already. Don't you can keep the dress. But this is the evidence. I don't need evidence. Everybody believes you. Right. <laughs> I think Trump's denying it. I don't even care that he's denying it. I don't care at all. I have no Fs to give, as the kids say. Like I said, aside from, you know, if you uh, force yourself on people, you committed a crime, that's sure. a different story. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there are some accusations against Trump that are highly troubling. Consensual affairs? I think you should lie about that. It's nobody's business. You got to work that out with your decent thing to do. You got to work it out with your wife, but right. yeah, if your neighbor asks you or whoever, you should deny it. It's nobody's right. business. But right. anyway, so she kept the dress, which gives you, uh, you know, once again getting back to her being treated with some sort of, uh, well, like she's anybody that should be anything but looked down upon. Your porn star, slut shaming, slut shaming, who had sex with an old rich guy because she thought she was going to get on The Apprentice and then kept a dress with ick on it so she'd have proof. And yeah, it's, when that's was the, the alleged affair? That's the kind of person she is. How old is Baron? Because it was right after Baron was born. He's like twelve now, isn't he? Eleven, twelve years old, something like that. So, but he was a hotelier then. Why are you keeping an ick-stained dress that has a hotelier's DNA on it? That's a pretty good point. For what purpose? You. You. Don't don't know a good dry cleaner. I mean, Linda Tripp told Monica to keep the dress because Hillary was assassinating her character. Yeah, well, yeah, you were having sex with the President of the United States. Right. right. It's still weird. Well, but it's history. <laughs> it's, Some, like, it's like it's like Washington's hair. They need to have Bill a whole, Clinton's ick. They have uh, need to have a whole wing of the Smithsonian uh, devoted to presidential ick. <laughs> Some people have you know expensive lawyers draft up non disclosure agreements for their worst case scenarios. Some people don't have those options. They need to keep. Stained dresses for their worst case scenario. But what did you think he was going to be? I mean, I don't understand how it would it ever be. It doesn't matter what he's going to be. He's rich. He's rich and famous. Uh, that, that can be. You thought you could yeah. use so, that leverage some at some point. Or at it, it maybe yeah. one of those things. Now, granted, my garage is testimony to the fact that I think this too much. But it's one of those things that you think, I'm not sure what I'm going to use this for. But it seems too useful to get rid of <laughs> this dress with Donald Trump's love on it. Right? Yeah. I don't, I can't pin down what I'm going to do with it, but I'll do something with it. So of more uh, immediate importance, I think, is the fact that I am not listed as a notable alumni of the, uh, the, the, the community college where I went to, I took a couple of radio guy classes. Oh, the, uh, particularly uh, a radio program. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've never thought about that before, but if you're, you know, if you're not going to. If you're not going to consider you notable coming out of that radio program, I don't know who is. Well, right. Um, the notable alumni, according to the Wikipedia, and the reason I thought of this is because... <laughs> it's a good thing to be searching on. <laughs> is because uh, for the longest time... Well, I went after I graduated from the University of Illinois, Go Illini, um, victims of the utterly pathetic, bankrupt uh, political system in Illinois right now. But anyway, uh, I went to Parkland College, also in Champaign, Illinois, for uh, two classes. Class and a half. <laughs> Didn't finish? No, I decided I've, I've, this, there's enough of the, I've learned enough of this. I'm going to go get a job, and I got my first radio job. Uh-huh. Um, notable alumni include Juan Acevedo, Major League Baseball player. Fairly notable baseball player. Bonnie Blair, five-time U.S. Olympic gold medalist, speed skating. 
Mark Carlson, Major League Baseball umpire. Okay, see, those mm-hmm. first two you could say, mm-hmm. well, they're, they're, they're names known nationwide. Not, I wouldn't call them household names, but no. But then you get to an umpire, nobody knows that name. Here's a guy who, who played baseball. There's another baseball player. Here's a hurdler who was an Olympian but didn't win a medal. Here's an, two more baseball players. And here's R&B singer Jeremy Felton. But, okay, so if you are recognized... As a notable alumni of this community college. Which is long overdue. Do you want a banquet? or a... I, I, No, I don't want anything what, what but hoping? to be recognized <laughs> as a notable alum. It's an oversight. I would like a fanfare, yes. Should you be able to just show up on the campus anytime you want and <laughs> go sit in the dean's office or Park something? Park wherever I want. Yeah, which is, exactly. You know, if you're going to show up to a college campus, the one thing you want more than anything else is to know where the F I can park. <laughs> You should have a parking. You should be able to park anywhere you want. Because, I mean, if 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 Major League Baseball umpire Mark Carlson can go there and park, <laughs> major blanking radio personality Joe Getty ought to be able to pull my luxury car in there as well. The Parkland College mascot is? I have no idea. The Cobra. Ah, that's cool. How could I forget? Yeah. Should be a picture of you shaking hands with the Cobra and him handing you a certificate of some sort. Right. Right. <laughs> right. When do I get my due? <laughs> That'd be great for the website. Joe finally recognized as a notable alumni of this community college. Mm. You know, it's an honor to be back here at Parkland College. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.